Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Friday to you, May 26, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. It's a little chilly if you're getting out there this morning, but I, I like it. I think it feels nice, but it's a little chilly. It'll, it'll heat up in, in no time, so don't worry. Should be another nice day. I did see that they're forecasting more rain into this weekend, which we're not crazy about, but that's all right. That's all right. Get to Thornton's, get your day started off on the right foot, get you some coffee, some donuts, fresh fruit. You know the whole deal at Thornton's. They're all around Louisville and text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your Thursday? What's up? It's uh, it's up. It's going. We're ready to rock and roll. Going to be a holiday weekend and uh it looks like uh, when you have nights like tonight, not ideal for uh, hanging out at the pool all day. Not ideal. Just be a little bit on the chilly side. So yeah, uh, yeah. I went to a a buddy's pool last night after putting the the baby down, and it it was too chilly. He got in. The guy, the homeowner, got in, um, and he had well, the heater yeah. on. It didn't feel horrible for you know late May at this juncture, but. Too cold for old TJ. I, I just put my feet in. We watched some of the NBA game, which was a bust, unfortunately. But it was a nice Thursday. I got to golf yesterday as well. Scoots, I know you hit the links. A, a nice surprise that you were able to get out there. Yeah, Jeez. I was. I, I was. Yeah, I uh, I got out to Jeff Elk or Elk Run. Sorry. And then, um, unfortunately, though, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be back on the golf DL for about a week. It was. Uh, oh no! Yeah, this is just so embarrassing. It, it, oh, it was. Yeah, it, it, it's very embarrassing. So I was under a tree on like the third hole, um, and I I don't know if I like just twisted my wrist wrong because of the torque I was trying to get on the ball or what. I didn't have very much backswing because there was a branch in my way. Uh, so I like twisted my wrist wrong, and it hurt the rest of my round. I proceeded to shoot a fifty-two on the front, which is god awful. But then I guess I forgot about my wrist pain because I came back on the back and I shot a 41 for a respectable 93. So it was good. I was feeling great. 
played with my brother and I was like, man, what do you got to do tonight? And he was like, uh, I don't know. I got a, I got an appointment at seven. And I was like, oh, well, I wanted to play nine more. And he was like, oh, well, there's a two-man scramble at another course. We should go play it. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, no big deal. And it's not like your traditional scramble where you're shooting for low score. They have like a cake wheel type deal where they just spin it and there's all different slots, like most birdies, most bogeys, stuff like that. So we went and played in that. God awful. We were like seven over combined, which was just horrible. I mean, we're, we're way too good of golfers to go seven over combined, but we couldn't hit a fairway. Or he couldn't hit a fairway. I hit a fairway. I couldn't hit a green. He couldn't hit a fairway. So we did not make a very good two-man scramble team. So you you can't play golf anymore because you're hurt, but you were able to play an additional... Yeah, I played, I guess, what, 20 or 24 holes 20. after I got hurt? Yeah, uh, you're fine, Scoots. You well, don't need to take any days. No, I mean, it's... It's burning today. I need to I need to go home and ice it up. I think I do think this is probably like a two or three day thing as opposed to months like my sciatic. I hope I mean, so, buddy. I mean, is, the the, the ups and downs, the drama today. of the the scoots golfing life. Man. Tell you what. No, it is embarrassing. If you're going to play golf this weekend, you can play golf this weekend, Scoots. I freaking suck it up. Take some ibuprofen. You'll be uh, fine. Fortunately for me. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing. Fortunately for me, I did not have plans to golf this weekend. I have a super busy weekend. So, the earliest I'll be able to play is Monday. So, I should be good by Monday. Which is still the weekend. Hmm. Not technically. Holiday, holiday weekend. Three-day weekend. <laughs> holiday yeah. weekend, Scoots. The whole world is calling it still the weekend. Scoots, so I, also shot, I also shot a 93. I wasn't thrilled about it. I, I had like a case of off the, the – shot an 82 at this course the last time I played there. That's pretty embarrassing to be 15 strokes above that. But 11. I had a case of the like dead ball off the tees. Um, I'm sure there's probably a more proper phrase for it for – golfers that golf all the time but like that thing where everything felt fine coming off the tee box hitting the driver it just like it would do it make kind of like that funky noise and then like go up in the air a little bit and then go down and like look just kind of like a little blooper if you will and it'd go like 30 yards i did that three times off the tee i don't know i can't i couldn't remember the last time i'd done that ever let alone multiple times in a round but it was just like back to back to back i could not get off the tee for whatever which is mental. I didn't get there early enough to hit some balls on the driving range, which I've noticed can like, I, I just shoot better. If I hit balls before it's no surprise. It, it makes sense. You shake off all the rust. You get some of the bad shots out of the way. I didn't do that. I played horrible, but we did have a little bit of controversy as so Ooh. often seems to happen when my brother and I play golf, we were on opposing teams in this little money game, uh, low ball, low total him, and my brother-in-law that played at Purdue, and then me and uh, one of my brother's friends, and, and we're I think about thirteen handicap. And then of course my brother-in-law, who's a good golfer, he's like a three or a four. And then my brother, who's a bad golfer, he's like a he said he was a twenty-seven, which is just wild. I don't for, I'm not buying it first and foremost. And secondly, that's way too high of a number for how often he plays golf. But neither here nor there. Not judging. We're almost always like inside five feet. That's good. Don't worry about putting it out. Just pick up. Let's move on. Let's play quick. And game was a little competitive. I had this putt. I had a long putt and got it within about five feet. Neither one of them said anything. 
I'm like, as I'm walking up to the ball, I'm kind of looking at them, looking around. They're looking down at the ground. They're looking at their watch. They're looking at the pond over off to the side. They're not making eye contact with me, Roush, which I know something's up. Because normally it's just like, that's good. They're very friendly about that. We're very friendly about that. It's a friendly game of golf. And they're not saying anything. So I get up to the ball, and I'm like, so I need to putt this. And they both, again, just kind of look up at the sky. They see a bird flying by. They're not wanting to say anything. They're like, yeah, 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 put it out. So I putt it, make it, of course. And I say, okay, well, I'll remember that. I'll remember uh, that. And, and they laugh, uh-oh. and the game goes on. Uh, it was about seven holes later. An important – we were playing a big spring. It was number 16, par three. And they – no, number 16 is not a par three. 18, 17, 16, 15, number 15. And they, my brother hits it, not well, gets on the green eventually at some point. And he's got about like a seven footer. And this is to, for them to win the hole. And he misses it. But Roush, he killed it. So it went along, it goes past the hole. And it was about five feet give or take. And I guess since he missed that close one, he just assumed like the cleanup is good, right? Like I've already missed one close one. You're not going to make me put out another close one. But I say, no, it's an important putt. It's an important putt. I'm going to need you to put that out. This is for the push now. And he missed it. And boy, did he throw a little fit. (laughs) I'm counting that. that, We've been counting that good all day. You, You should give that to me. And it's a tough look for him. It's a tough look for him because I said, like, I'll remember that. I'm going to make you putt one out that you probably shouldn't have. But it was an important putt. He missed it. And for the final three holes, he was so grumpy. So grumpy. (laughs) Got into his head. He played horribly the rest of the round. Yeah, and, uh, you did it. You really got him, TJ. Well, he was trying to get his head. But again, that's, that's you know, do unto others as you do upon yourself. If you don't give putts. You, ha- you have to expect at some point somebody's going to make you putt something out. And I made the putt. He made me putt out. He missed the putt that we made him putt out. And uh, the rest was history. We we won a lot of cash off of him. It was really nice. Yeah. Suck it, Johnny. Woohoo! I do as bad as I was, he was still worse. But that's neither here nor there. It only takes one to just rat- like get somebody rattled for... It's only one three putt, and then they're done. <laughs> oh, it's a mental game for sure. Yeah, uh, same case with me with my drivers off the first yules. I eventually figured the drivers out and played well. I, I had I had Sarah. I mean, I had a lot of par holes, a lot of like makeable birdie putts. Um, just had more doubles than I normally do, which had a, had a couple lost balls as well. Don't normally lose balls, but it was beautiful weather. Scoots, you can at least attest to that, whether you were hurt or not. But oh, what a yeah. beautiful, gorgeous day it was to get out there. Yeah, no, it was phenomenal. I, I was the exact opposite of you, though. My driver was piping yesterday. I mean, I was in the fairway almost every time. It was great. That was the only thing I could do yesterday. Yeah, it, it makes <laughs> makes golf and makes holes a lot easier when – you are right where you're supposed to be, and you can get a chance to get a gur be on be be right there. It's always a fun time. Uh, all right, get your text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Not 
an overly newsworthy Thursday from the land of UK athletics. The Batcats, unfortunately, their SEC tournament run ended right when it started on Tuesday. They're just waiting to Sunday to find out if they're going to be a host and where they're going to be in the pecking order and the seating. Basketball, same old, same old, Roush. I don't think there was any big-time news yesterday. If there was, I missed it. NBA Ooh, games. Did stunk. It. It, I did miss big news. Yeah, it was hilarious news, actually. Oh, uh, because da- Damian Collins is transferring to LSU, and the collective world forgot that Louisiana is close to Texas. So just, huh? I thought he was trying to get closer to home. Um, and that was like the, it was definitely a just really triggered Big Blue Nation that, you know, we're, we're a little downtrodden right now. We haven't received a lot of good news as of late. So the next bit of news that comes up, people are a little bit quick to judge. And uh, frankly, like where Collins went, I mean, Collins did two years here. He had a seemingly a bright future and then just uh, one tragedy after another. I can't blame him for wanting a fresh start. Um, but it was very amusing when he announced he was going to LSU. Uh, obviously, I think people are going to be a little more upset because it's within conference. but. He's from kind of middle of nowhere, Texas, and LSU is closer than most Texas schools are to his hometown. And uh, it, it was just very funny uh, having to have people go through that little geography lesson. And it, it's a much needed one. Texas, Oklahoma, they're coming to the SEC soon. Uh, Kentucky's going to be recruiting. It's you know it's going to be more head-to-head conference recruiting battles, right? So I'm glad the Big Blue Nation got a nice little geography refresher Thursday afternoon. Yeah, obviously I saw Damian Collins commit to tell us you I wasn't on the phone a great deal yesterday. Did so there was a big freak out, people lost their minds. Oh yeah. It was it was very funny. Um and then Jack actually calculated the uh the mileage to all of the, the places and that, that was uh, that was a fun tweet. Um because yeah, uh what the funniest one is Lubbock, Texas, because you from afar, you just get in your mind that, like, well, you know, it's all these Texas schools. Like, surely they aren't that far, far away. And uh, Lubbock's 519 miles from his home, and uh, Lexington's only 725. It's like Texas, very big place, very big place. Uh, Baton Rouge is actually closer to his home of uh, Atlanta than uh, Norman, Oklahoma, or Austin, Texas. Austin, yeah. Massachusetts. Yep. Which, yeah, uh, I, well, uh, shame on the folks that freaked out. Not surprising to hear that can be this fan base, especially when you're as anxious as I think collectively the fan base is. I do think there could be some takes to be had about him transferring within conference and staying in the SEC. He'll be back at Rupp Arena, and UK will we'll see him if not once a year, multiple times a year. But I think there's maybe takes to be had there, Scoots. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up. Does any of the freakout have to do with the fact that they'll be facing him? I mean, not that Kentucky's fans are, like, scared of him, but, I mean, he he could blossom into a really great player the next couple of years. I, I think that's what it is. Is they're, they're afraid that he'll turn out to be a badass, I think. Um, but, I, I you know... Neither here nor there. Damian Collins, doesn't he just strike you as one of those mid-2000s LSU players, though? Like, 
oh, this is just a crazy athlete, and he's going to really – even early Cal years, like that team that gave Carl Towns fits, I could see Damian Collins fitting in well with that team. Yeah, yeah, uh, for for sure. I agree, Scoot. Like, I, I've always been a Damian Collins fan and think that he's going to be a good basketball player. I think we would have seen a lot more if his season didn't get off to such a rocky start, obviously, with the tragic loss of, of his father. Uh, and I think that just kind of totally derailed his season. But there's a ton to like about him. He's got a jumper. I don't know if it extends to three-point range, and you didn't necessarily see it go in frequently just even for mid-range while he was at UK, but I know he can knock it down. Uh, and I, I think you'll see more of that. And then he's just a freak athlete. Like, you know, you, you could put something on the top of the backboard and he'd be able to jump up and get it off for you if you need to. He should be a good shot blocker. You didn't really see that utilized a ton of Kentucky. He's he's going to do solid things at LSU. And he's going to do nice things when he gets more playing time and more of a role to make some mistakes and be able to stay out there on the floor. And I'm not criticizing Cal at all. I'm not criticizing UK for not playing him more. He had his chances and generally didn't do much with them. But on a on a roster where the talent level is probably not as big, he'll play more. He'll do plenty of great things. I, I think the biggest issue with Collins is just what really his role is offensively. You know, he's not to a, a back-to-the-basket type of dude. He's not going to go bang on the block. So you kind of have to spread him around, but he's also not necessarily a, a good enough shooter. Again, I think he's a, a better shooter than we saw at UK, but – I don't know if he's going to be able to hit enough consistently where he'll actually be a threat. So then basically you just have him as a rim runner, and that's pretty easy for most teams to defend unless you're on a freakishly talented team where everybody has to kind of overplay and overpursue the other man. Then a guy like Damian Collins could get free and, and do some nice things. So I don't know exactly how it's all going to fit for him at LSU, but the Cats are going to see him. I can get some fan frustration with just like, oh, man, now like, we loved you. We were nice to you. We cared about you and followed along with you. And now you're going to try to be beating us? Oh, that stinks. But interconference transfers are nothing new. It happens in right, every league. Right. The ACC had some like stunning amount of interconference transfers. I, I think it ended up being like close to 30 players, give or take maybe five one way or another. Like 30 players ended up transferring, but staying in the ACC, just going to different schools. It happens in the SEC as well. And and Damian Collins showcases that. I, I guess I'm a mature, big, humble person, but I wish him the best, Roush. I wish him the best. You, that, that's very mature of you. Uh, very humble of you. Um, I... I uh, I get some of the apprehension with the interconference transfer, but like I've I've just become so numb to it at the football side of things, and I'm not going to be bothered about it on the basketball side of things. You'll see the impact more, but like Kentucky started an Auburn transfer at guard this year. They've started an Auburn guy quarterback. You know, like it's not the uh, Jacquez Jones was the leader in tackles two years ago from Ole Miss. Uh, Kedron Smith pick six from Ole Miss. It's different. In, it feels different in football because you don't see them as regularly. But like you know, you might get the LSU twice a year, as you said. But uh, that that's just not going to bother me if he feels like it's a good fit. Good for him. Um, I you know still do wish him the best. And the other the other part of this too that I can't be annoyed with is, I mean, he, I feel like he's a poor man's Aaron Bradshaw. So why am I going to get all triggered that he's not on Kentucky's basketball team? You know, I he he should want to go somewhere and start and play a ton. 
That's a, that, that's a good point about it all. And, and I think maybe UK's roster crunch at this juncture, you just would love bodies, even if it is Damian Collins. I've seen some UK fans be like, man, you could use somebody like Lance Ware as well. So I, I think at the juncture where the roster stands right now, people are maybe anybody over- and everybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. you're, you're right about that. And, and I do think, and this whole kind we've had these conversations all week in terms of the roster and how things are going to shake out for UK basketball. I do think we do gloss over that, like, these freshmen are supposed to be the bee's knees. For as much as we need this roster to be completed, and it's everything that we've said all week is totally fair, correct, because, you know, we said it. So if we say it, you know, it's normally correct. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm being facetious about that. But, like, Aaron Bradshaw is supposed to be a lottery pick. So, yeah, if I'm Damian Collins, I, I don't want to be behind that a lottery pick because hopefully Bradshaw is going to be on the floor a ton. You got a Kingsley, he just seems like a more complete, rounded out player than Damian Collins, and maybe that's not necessarily fair to Damian Collins, but it seems like a lot of the stuff Collins can do, you'd get that from Uganda and maybe a little bit more potentially just because he's bigger, longer, stronger. And then... This isn't impacting Damian Collins, obviously, but like Justin Edwards, projected lottery pick. DJ Wagner, I don't, I don't know if NBA mock drafts have him in the lottery or not, but he should be a projected first rounder. Same with Robert Dillingham. So you do have a lot of young talent, and it goes back to the conversation we had yesterday. That, that's part of the – I think people forget about that, and we should be excited about these young players playing at UK, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we've talked about it. It's going to probably be a different talent level than people have seen. But it does add to the freak out because you feel like you've got so many great pieces. You just want to make sure that they're surrounded with with a supporting cast that's going to let them grow and also can kind of carry some of their weight when they struggle. And that's why people are, are freaking out about it. But I do I do at least I, I thought about this yesterday after we got off the air. I just I do want to hit home the fact that like I there's a reason people are kind of worried to play with these freshmen. It's because they're probably going to be on the court an absolute ton. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole big takeaway that everybody's telling you after the NCAA tournament is just old is good. You've got to be old to play college basketball now. And because of all the super seniors. Um, So I get it to a degree, but also talent is talent. Talent typically wins out. I did do a quick look at the, Jonathan G. Giovanni, a uh, 24 mock draft that he put out. Uh, hell, who knows when this was. But um, he has Edwards fourth, uh, DJ Wagner seventh, and Bronny James at number 10 overall. Uh, and then you got to go kind of far down before you eventually get to Aaron Bradshaw at number 28 and Robert Dillingham with the last pick in the first round to the Boston. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, that that happens all the time that people don't end up being what they're projected, but I I can't imagine what Bradshaw is going to bring to the table is going to be if he is what what we think he is. This conversation brings me back to a text John sent earlier this week. Yeah, you do need to be old, Roush. I mean, we, we hear that all the time, but at the same time, if you look at Cal's best teams, they have been those freshman laden teams. Or am I wrong in saying that? Yes. No, they are, but they just have a nice they got a nice healthy mix of uh of vets in there at role player positions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think back to the early Cal teams like the the 09, the John Wall team, the even the Anthony Davis team. They were 
majority freshmen, and he had a lot of success with those teams. So I think it's not a bad thing to get back to that. It just You need to have players around those pieces. So I, I kind of get the freak out of not having – see, TJ, you said seven scholarship players yesterday. Is that accurate? They only have seven? Yes. And you get, what, 12? 13. 13? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I get the freak out, but at the same time, these freshmen are going to come in and hopefully be freshmen of old Cal days and, and lead this team to much success. But I do agree you've got to have pieces around them. So the freak out, understand it a little bit. Yeah, in 2010 with, with John Wall and those guys, you still did have Patrick Patterson who was – experienced and did a lot in 2012 obviously terrence jones and deron lamb were sophomores that had been to a final four darius miller obviously Darius miller was an important piece to that team 2014 i think was one of the teams that was just pretty pretty much freshman off the gut off the off the get-go and even then you still have (laughs) alex poitras but they struggled i mean that was a team with a ton of freshmen that struggled 2017 Fox Monk and Bam were all starters, and they were they were freshmen. But you did have Derek Willis and some other guys that helped uh, Dominique Hawkins, obviously, that had some experience that that helped. Scoots, you're right, and I and I feel like that's kind of the sentiment that we've been trying to share over the week is that like again, these freshmen are going to be awesome. We're excited about it, but that's part of the that's part of the freakout. Is uh, UK fans feel like they may be wasted if you don't get the the right group to help support them. And as Roush mentioned, not sure if you've heard this or not, but college basketball is older. It's the oldest it's ever been right now. And some some people are worried that if you rely too much on freshmen and 18-year-olds going against 22, 23-year-olds in some cases, it's not a recipe necessarily for success. But talent wins out in this sport. It, it doesn't always win at the biggest and the best level. It doesn't mean if you're the most talented team, you're going to win a national championship. But who who's not taking the talented team? Everybody is. I'm, I'm, Everybody I'm is taking the talented team. Yeah. It just yeah. there is like this this area of the unknown. There's this gray area of you're not you're not exactly sure what to expect this group. But all of us would default with like, hey, would you rather have this team of experienced three and four year guys that have all put up solid numbers over the last three or four years of college basketball, or would you, but they've got no NBA prospects, or would you rather have? the group of future NBA stars. And I think the majority of people would take the latter. And that's what we got this year. But you just have to hope you surround it with the right pieces, like you said, Scoops. And that seems like a good time to end segment one. It does. Bob. Yeah. Yeah, we got we had basketball news. Woohoo! And maybe we could talk some more basketball because, hell, by the time we get back on the airwaves, we could have uh, game seven. Right? When, when, when would that be potentially? No, I think game seven would be Saturday, right? Or no, Saturday? yeah, when we get back on, that'd be game six. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, right, right. No, yeah. seven. I think seven would be Monday, no? They, they've been doing the two days, and I don't think they changed the schedule just because the other series ended, but the good news is we do have the technology to look this up. Saturday, Monday. It would be Monday. It would be Monday night. So we could have a we could have a game seven Monday night, which, um, you know, I might be here for. But Scoot. we can talk about that on the other side of the break. Scoot, Celtics given two and a half points in Miami in, in game six. Man, might have to might have to double or nothing in it. Oh, I guess I did win the bet from yesterday. Oh, not yeah, it. not even close. Congrats, buddy. 
Should have done with it. I think John. I think I owe John some money. You owe John twenty. Um, I owe TJ twenty. Yeah. If yeah, because I, I just bet the Lakers won the series and they got swept. <laughs> you should owe him forty. If the <laughs> if if the Heat would have covered Scoots, I would have felt kind of bad because you thought the game was in Miami, and you weren't, and then you didn't even give me points. Although the Celtics were eight point favorites, but they they also covered too. So even if we would have done a spread bet, yeah. I would have won that. As oh well, well. I, w- I wouldn't have let you feel bad. I mean, I, I made a bet. It, it, it is what it is. I, I, it's up to me to know all the logistics of everything before I make said bet. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Well, I, that that's very mature of you. All right, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Gale. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and... Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. Roush. Oh, potheads. What an adorable... <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. Scott tissue that I wish you saw Side captain, Mr. Know-It-All I close your eyes and I Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line and head over to ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses. You needed them out on the course yesterday. Uh, if you're just out and about town, it's sunny, it's going to be sunny, summer's here, you're going to want some good sunglasses on your face. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. That is ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. All right, Roush, what was the other news? Yes, or Scoots, what, what's up? what else is up? Uh, I don't have anything else. Oh, always get excited when I hear some of the kickback as if it's, you've got something to say. But Yeah, I just didn't mute. Sorry. I got I no, to okay. be, be quicker on the mute button. No, I, 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 we want to hear from you. That's what we, we, that's what we like. We like hearing from Scoots. <laughs> Which I had some news to pass along, but I don't. I'm good. My, uh, UK... my, my grandma turns seventy five tomorrow, so that's cool. Wow! Going to her Happy birthday. Going to her grandma. birthday party. I thought she was gonna. So my grandparents used to do the thing. They have a pretty nice house and they have a bar in their basement. So when I was a kid, they would have massive parties, right? Like with all their friends and family. And I mean, there would just be people everywhere. I'll, I'll, I was actually telling my old pal on Wednesday how much I miss like going down to the basement and him and all his buddies down there just having a good time. And I was excited about this Saturday, and I still am. But I found out that it is not a big birthday party. It's just a family thing. So that'll be a good time. But, yeah, I, uh, was, I was hoping for one of those big bangers that they used to have back in the day. Huh? Oma just wants something a little bit more low-key. What Oma wants, Oma gets. That's what we have always said in the <laughs> Kalen family. Well, that's exciting. 70, <laughs> 75, young youngster. Yeah. My, my, all my grandparents are young. I think I have one grandpa who's like 82, but everyone, all my other grandparents are under 80. So very, very blessed to have all four of them. 
not many people make it to 33 have all four of their grandparents. So I'm, I'm extremely blessed. No, you're totally right about that. And uh, I, miss, I miss my grandparents every day. So you're lucky, and it's nice of you to spend the time with them that you do. And gosh, 75, they, 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 could, they could very well be kicking scoots until you're past 50, buddy. That would be wild. That would be wild. Not impossible. My uh, my parents are currently over. I, I mentioned that yesterday. They're over in Germany. They were listening to KRC. So we've got the, they're they're bringing KRC International. Uh, pr- I'm sure many other people in their boat were like, "Oh wow, that sounds like such a great radio show. We should listen to it too." <laughs> um, maybe we can get we can be the number one sports show, number one Kentucky sports show in Germany. Let me let me check our. Along, I'll check our uh, German least, stats. At least in the Oma market okay. in Germany, especially. Yeah. Among yeah. among Omas in Germany, KRC, number one. And that's something we've been shooting and targeting since we started this radio show five years ago. Really number one goal. That's what fuels me. People forget we've been doing this show for five, over five years, which is crazy to think about. It really is. Majority <laughs> of which during a pandemic where we just had nothing to talk about. We... But to our credit, I don't think we missed any shows. Uh, I think we did pretty much every day during the pandemic. And Roush, do you remember the conversations during the pandemic? It was just like, will there be sports? Should there be sports? <laughs> Are we going to have it? Are we not going to have it? And then Tuesday, oh. same conversation. Wednesday, same conversation. Thursday, we do the same conversation. Uh, what an awkward Maybe we'll day. help Roush pick an NFL team. But uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> It makes the, the there are times too where I have to you know it's not like I'm bringing that up continuously, but whenever I get kind of um, oh god there's no sports on so what are we gonna do it's like uh, you you've had it much worse when it comes to no sports like there actually are some sports out there if you want to watch them you can mm-hmm. you can find them. By the way, here's your Germany update. We have had 806 plays from Germany all time. How about that? Pretty big. Come on, Germans, push this over a thousand. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. That's a fun fact, Scoots. Yeah, What's our most listened to country that's not the United States. Our friends in Canada. Um, it would no, probably Canada. be Canada. Yeah, they've got like nine thousand plays. We've had one hundred and forty-three from Brazil, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Spain is actually up there, thirteen hundred plays from Spain. Wow. And then Hola, also mi amigo. And then also thir- thirteen hundred from Russia as well. Oh, hello to our Russian listeners. <laughs> so yeah, I always I like Ooh, to go in and problematic. look I like not to, problematic. There's Russians or people just like us, Roush. Hello, Russians. I like to go look at those go look at those insights every now and then just to see where the plays are coming from. I did not uh do you all know the biggest city in Brazil? a trivia question yesterday mm, uh, rio de janeiro i would i was gonna say that's probably the the safe bet but if it's trivia i always think that there's like oh they're, they're trying to get you with that one but i would yes. guess it'd be rio i would have 100 percent guessed rio i would have thought rio is one of the bigger cities in the world brazil does have one of the biggest cities in the world but it is not rio it's Sao it's Paulo. probably not the capital of Brasilia. Yeah, oh, okay. Sao Paulo. Yeah, which I had no idea. I, I would have definitely, I definitely would not have guessed that. I would have guessed Rio. So I did in the trivia. I got it wrong. Um, so yeah, 
There's that. Dang, you played you played trivia hey, in the morning. Got another trivia. You played trivia in the morning, then golf, and then played more trivia. What a Thursday! I'm always playing trivia, Scooch. The what brain a, never stops playing trivia. What it's a Thursday! Trivia. And then went to a pool party. Jeez! Wait, wow! But that's what we did at the pool parties. We played trivia. Uh, this is like the friend group that, like, when the NBA game was at halftime, is like, you all want to put on an old Jeopardy? That's 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 what we <laughs> and we watch old that's old Jeopardy. I have gotten this group on the dozen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna campaign for the dozen uh, on the show because I've done it too much. But they got them on the dozen as well. So Jeopardy and the dozen. It was a wild Thursday night. Did you uh, did you watch the Have you watched the new Jeopardy primetime thing, the Jeopardy Masters tournament? I've got to record it. I've not. Um, I did see spoilies on Twitter. Not that it really matters, but uh, I, I, I plan on going back and watching it. Just haven't. I, I heard though. Well, I heard last night that. It was almost just like the questions were so hard. It wasn't necessarily as fun for just the average viewer because it was they. It was the best of the best of Jeopardy, so they were gonna they were gonna toughen stuff up. And for the average viewer, like right, myself, right. not good news. Not not fun to play along. Have you watched it? Did you enjoy it? No, I, I just I was just asking because you keep up with it more. I have not, but I did uh, finally take your recommendation on the jury duty show. Watched a couple episodes last night. And, uh, wow. What'd you, what'd you, you've, you've liked it. Did the yeah, wife like it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and she was even the one that like, like she turned it on. I came downstairs and I was like, Oh, I was wanting to watch this. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, the, <laughs> the part where the, the, like I'm, I'm not a big spoilie, but the part where the guy, the juror gets taken out and they've got to bring in an alternate, man, that made me laugh very hard. It's great. Uh, the whole, it's just some, it's a, you're only going to like it more. I'll tell you that. It, it's a, it's an, it's a yeah. show that gets better with episodes and it starts off amazing. It's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad well, that you're watching it. The thing that I, I think has made it, uh, makes it great, like a great, um, show to kind of get you with somebody is that you're around these people a ton and so they can kind of control like they can have some deep inside jokes like some very like it's not just like pranks that are very slapstick and hard jokes right like they can kind of you know sprinkle it in and trickle it in throughout and you when that juror guy went out like they already had some like next level kind of they were thinking three or four steps ahead on what kind of jokes to really get this guy on. So uh, that that's the part that I really appreciate. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could go back. And, and I mean, I can obviously go back and rewatch it. But the first time watching is great. And then, Roush, they do have an episode where they just kind of break down, like, where some of the hidden cameras were and how they pulled off some of the stuff. And, and that gets talked about extensively. So you'll, you'll get the inside scoop, which is even better. And then it, it does get to a point, like, there would be a – a world where I'd hate this show because it just feels somewhat manipulative and it, it's taken maybe advantage yeah. of somebody. But one, they found the right person that like it, it you, you don't at the end of the day, you don't feel bad because it kind of just showcases how good of a human this guy is. And they also pay him. So he, he ends up yeah, in yeah. spoiler <laughs> alert. They like they surprise him with uh, a, a, a amount of money for putting him through the stuff they do. But there is a point where it's just like, how do you not realize that like this is set up? Cause it's just crazy thing after crazy thing after crazy thing. And all along well, the way, he's just like, Oh wow, that's weird. Huh. A the, lot of weird the stuff. Part of it too that I like, I, I think makes it believable is that we, we know 
as Americans, people think, all right, I jury duty, don't want to do it, not great. But I don't think we know very much about jury duty and like what exactly happens there. So some of the stuff I think it, it you like you you can get away with surprising people because we're just so ignorant about how the process works. At least the everyday Americans are, you know. I would sadly probably be the same way. I of all of the quirky people in there, the dude that who's a transhumanist and wants to make his like he has like a <laughs> ear. <laughs> a prosthetic ear, yeah. <laughs> so he can he can oh man. It's, have it's you, so, have so, seen dumb, the, so great. Have you seen his pants invention yet? Have you gotten to that episode? That, that's that's the next episode. They tease it in the next <laughs> one. I'm very much looking forward to that one. So it's uh, that would be one of the cues where it's just like this this is not serious. There's not somebody <laughs> out here that's doing this sort of stuff. All right, you gotta watch it, folks. It's jury duty. We've talked about it now several times on Kentucky Roll Call, but we don't like inside jokes that uh that not everybody can be a part of. Scoots, you should take you should watch it. You and Gil would love it. It, it's, it's yeah it's quick, quick watch too like mm-hmm. yeah so Good, yeah clean fun for the the holiday weekend i i def- nice palate cleanser before bed definitely want to watch it but i'm i'm kind of torn so i'm free today after spear show and i was debating i think i need to go home and watch air first and then maybe i'll go to jury duty yeah, i just no, I'm, I'm, I'm watching I, air this means. weekend okay I'm checking right, it out. Right, that, that's going to be a kids are to bed. Let's put it on. But as TJ put it, it's a good like kind of light show to watch before bed when there's no uh, like you know we're going to get maybe one more, maybe two max finals games. See, um, so I know you love your live PD on Friday night scoots, but maybe maybe consider this. See, here's my, here's been my issue is my roommate is a Celtics fan. So while I have hardly cared about the Celtics Heat series at all, he's been glued into every game. So if it's game night for Celtics, I know. Well, I can go in my room and watch TV, but if I want to sit out in the community area, then I'm watching basketball. So that's what we've been doing. So once basketball's over, once the Celtics are eliminated, then it'll be it'll be summer summer TV for us. I haven't even watched Survivor yet. I still got to watch Survivor. Actually, I'll probably Whoa. do that today. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Have you heard a spoiler? Uh, I have not, other than what you all said yesterday. But you all were pretty vague. I I wanted to tip my hat to you all for that. You you each said that the person you thought was most deserving to win won. But then, TJ, you came in and said that there were two people you thought were deserving. So I've got an idea of who I think wins. But who knows? I, I could be completely flipped around tonight after I watch it. You're in for a treat, buddy. Flipped around. Yep, um, we need to talk uh, the finals. Uh, I did just want to say it. Uh, I was talking to to my Kentucky Nick yesterday, and he he he's all the way. He doesn't even watch the show anymore, which makes me kind of sad. Uh, I did, I I wasn't going to pry anymore, but uh, I th- I I I hate it. For not not. Don't say I hate it, but I think he's one of those where the show's changed so much, and he's been there, done that, that he's just over it. Uh, which it just kind of disappoints me because I know it was such a big thing. Like, I mean, he watched it for 20 years and then he did it. He won it. But now he's just like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Survivor yeah. Nick doesn't care for the show anymore. It just doesn't watch it anymore. I think some of it is just the like, they just go over the top with some of the, 
we've got to make this like because it is a different show and i like it more when it was i don't want to say mtvified but like when it was more of just like reality not we're going to try to change every person's life and change the world every single show if he i I think that kind of rubbed him the wrong way if he was invited back on roush you think he would do it sounds like no I mean, he did do it that one time, but I don't know if he would under the new format because it's it's just different. It's that's not the wild. same. It's not. It's it's less about survival mode, you yeah. know. Yeah. No. That's maybe right. maybe a few years down the road, but like I, I think he's he checked those. I mean, you got to think like from his perspective too. I mean, he's actually done it, and so watching other people do what he did and he thinks it's better, like that would be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be weird. So, Amazing Race is probably the only. Well, I shouldn't say the only. The challenge, obviously, as well, where it's not like it doesn't your story doesn't really matter. It's just either you go and you win or you don't win. It's not about like, yeah, yeah. uh, If you knew how I grew up and how hard I have it, please hand me the money. And then normally they do get the money. Here's the thing, too, is I think Nick helped like he was a good story. He didn't like lay it on thick to try to win. But that probably was played a role and then being like oh man we need to get more people like him that have these great stories to tell because that makes for good tv yeah i mean there's in survivor there's always been stories but usually it's like right before the final jury you you pour your heart out but now it's almost like it's themes throughout the show and every little one-on-one interview is just like Back at home with how tough I've had it. This is nothing to me. And then they'll do right, like, they'll right. start playing the emotional music and stuff like that. Yeah. At least this time the um like the people that, that had those were so good elsewhere that it was fun. Like Carolyn had her crazy story, but she was just so oh much fun gosh. all the time that I'm so happy yeah. I don't ever have to hear her scream during a challenge again. Like you're not good at them. Screaming's not gonna make you any better. Don't lie, TJ. You're going to miss her facial expressions, though. I think she was a good-looking lady. Oh, absolutely. For how old she? I mean... Yeah, no, I, I agree. 50 or something? Pretty old. Good-looking lady. But yeah, I won't, no, I, won't miss, I won't miss her in challenges. She was terrible at challenges. No offense to her. And she was also annoying during them. So I won't miss that. Get your text out into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. UK made the list of Julian Phillips' 90,000 schools that have contacted him. That's kind of cool, Ralph. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, There's a special place in my heart for Julian Phillips because uh, when the fine folks at uh, On3 uh, bought KSR, it's like we need our pictures to be a certain size. Use this Canva template. And uh, the recruit, that's the title of the post is, it was a Julian Phillips picture. So every time I download a picture to use on Kentucky Sports Radio, I have to rename it from like a copy of Julian Phillips. <laughs> but um, he was one of those guys though at Tennessee that I felt like always was better than what he showed, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And he supposedly wasn't thrilled with the way he was utilized at Tennessee. He's a 6'8", 200-pound wing player. I would consider him a three. Probably could play a little two at times. And if you had to have him at the four, you probably give up a little strength there. But you could get away with it in a pinch. I don't think he'll end up being at UK. But that's that's the rap on him, Roush, is that like this is a super talented guy. 
that after just one season at Tennessee, he didn't really get to show all his stuff, but he's on the verge of breaking out and being like a, a mega star. And for a freshman season, over eight points and five rebounds per game, that's solid. I, I, sometimes at UK, we get warped by freshman numbers, but like a guy that averaged eight and five as a freshman year is usually at, at a big time school that was a top 25 team for the majority of the season had some final four hopes at least at one point, but I think most people realized Tennessee was a major fraud last season. Mm-hmm. I, I would, it's a body. How many times are we going to say that? It's a body. I'd love, I'd like a body, but it, it doesn't, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's your Chris Livingston replacement for sure. They do different things, but it would be fun to throw him in the lineup with a Justin Edwards. I just think the fact you have Justin Edwards makes it unlikely that you're going to get Julian Phillips. And that goes back to the conversation we did yesterday where it's easy for teams to negatively recruit against UK because at every position you have, you have bodies. Somebody's you have pieces. Start over much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, if, if, if he would, if he would, like, I, I think he'd be more willing to come off the bench though than Tyler Burton, the kid from Richmond that in the portal who averaged what, like 15 points a game a year ago. I thought it was more uh, than that, but I thought it was like 18 or 19, it, but I could be thinking of something Yeah, different. okay. I, I was feeling dyslexic. So it was either going to be 19 or 13. Like, I just remember the, the circular shape on the second one. So, I think it was 19.1 points per game. Um, and, I, like, he, I don't think he was a 10 point of the year, but I believe he was all conference. Uh, so, dude's a score, but it that, that he doesn't strike me as the type that would go somewhere to not be a starter and – play a somewhat significant role i'm not familiar with burton or his game and i'm not gonna lie and pretend that i will be i know that he's 6 7 215 what is what position does he play sounds more like a three yeah i mean 215 i'm I'm not gonna pretend either especially in richmond you i mean you could be a four at 215 really anywhere six seven makes you a smaller four but i you want to play the four Tyler Burton, you want to be the four? Be the four for UK? How's that sound? Want to be a cat? Want to be a cat? Meow. <laughs> Drained 55 Meow. three-pointers in 33 games. That's got to get the UK fan base excited. Oh, yeah. But um, like I said, I I, I worry about the high, trying to get the high scores from the mid-major level. Because like, you, even when you got Antonio Reeves, there was at least a path to being a starter. He's sixth man of the year in the SEC. He started quite a few games. But uh, that I, I didn't even do my typical investment because he, he had just entered the portal. And I'm maybe if Kentucky does the, ooh, reaches out, then I'll pay a little bit more attention. But I, I doubt that happens. If you get, if you get an all-conference player, uh, I'll, I'll take it. How the how it'll mesh and how it'll fit. We can worry about that down the road. You get an all conference player, I'll be down with it. Uh, of course, that is with the assumptions of what you just said. They're going to have to be accepting of a role that will be totally different for them. But it's worked out in the past for UK in these spots. And maybe the people haven't been as happy, but it's worked out for the team. Kellen Grady, obviously, he had to accept a different role and. Reed Travis was used to being the guy, and instead he was like the fifth option offensively on when he came into Kentucky. You've had people accept it and and be able to gel well, but I, I don't, I, I don't know. I've, I've got no idea if Tyler Burton's a serious option for Kentucky or not. People that transfer at this juncture, like Roush alluded to, they're they're not transferring to be like I want to play less, and I don't want the spotlight on me. 
for my final year of right, college basketball. Right, right. It's usually the opposite. So it's a tough sell, but again, when you're getting paid nine million dollars, you you need to find a way to make it work. You need to convince people that it is the right spot for them, that they will gel, that it will work out for them, even if they get fewer minutes and get fewer shots. It's tough to do, but that's why you get paid the big bucks, John Calipari. Hour one is done. We got hour two coming up next. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen for the last hour of the week. And then it's long weekend time, baby. Summer, Although, summer, summer time. Not that I'm complaining because it's only about a month away, but last holiday until 4th of July, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you. Oh, you get Father's Day. Yeah. I'm just, we do I'm, get Father's I'm just, Day. I'm, I'm thinking about the calendar out loud. No need to have an attitude. I just, um, uh, is it a bad thing like that? I don't. No, I was just, I you... was just wondering. At some point, you have like a, a long drop off from holidays. Maybe it's Fourth of July to it's Fourth of July, yeah, which isn't even really that long. It's really know. not. Maybe that's not even the one I'm thinking of. Regardless, though, well, Scooch Scooch is going to help us out. Do you all? I was just curious for Father's Day this year. Do you all want Monday's show off? Be a good gift, dude. That would be it. <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, that nothing's is happening. Nice. Hell yeah, that that is nice. But I don't I don't know if that's fair to our our audience. Well, let, let them weigh in on it. See what they have to say. I mean, you, you all deserve it. Hardworking dads. If our audience is like, please do not do a show, guys, <laughs> then that may not be good news for us. <laughs> as is. But, um, yeah, I mean, do I not want to work? Yes, I don't want to work. Just thinking that'd be a nice gift from me to you all. <laughs> Wait, no, actually, I do like that. Roush, Scoots, you do the show after Father's Day. Oh, Roush and I just sleep in. I will, uh, get every, <laughs> I will get every guest that has ever been on this show to help me. I think what I, Roush and I were actually texting about this during the break. What we want for Father's Day most is a Justin Kalen, Trevor Kelsey Father's Day special <laughs> on the Monday oh after God. Father's Day. Just you two. <laughs> Don't prepare for the show. Don't have on any guests. You could maybe have one guest on if you really wanted to. But just you two, talking shop. Talking KRC, talking about the Mike Rutherford show, and anything goes as long as it's radio appropriate. Man, yeah, we would. I can pretty well guarantee we wouldn't talk any sports. It would be like June 21st, so I'm not (laughs) sure exactly what what would be on the docket anyway. You guys could preview the UK-Canada trip. The, The TBT tournament. Hey, you've both put together a nice little squad. They are, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go to one of those games. I mean, it's freaking ball. And I, I really enjoy the TBT. We talk about it every year. And while I'm not watching every game, once they kind of get down to the nitty gritty there at the end, 
it's fun and they've got a great little old school kind of 80s 90s theme music too i just i enjoy it it it's also there's something about these gimmicky off-season leagues that i really like the the elam ending gimmick i really do the some of the other stuff with the xfl and whatever i'm just like eh, you know i I can, I can do without, but having a, this format is just, it's just enough to really uh, wet the beak, so to speak. Uh, you're just like, okay, I like this. It isn't a whole lot. I don't have to invest a ton. Um, I'd recognize some of the people and places. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I very much enjoy the TBT. So might get out there. I, I'm curious about the UofL team because UK has failed in epic fashion. I think it was mostly because weren't their best players and there was also a lot of bigs i don't know in what kind of playing shape peyton siva's in but russ smith is definitely what what the hell's taking him so long to get in this tournament this is this was made for russ smith yeah i think i consider myself a little bit of a tbt expert couldn't tell you who has won or the players on the teams but i definitely watch a lot um just not enough to remember it because it's a the TBT, if we're just if we're if we're being honest. That being the aircraft, said, Ohio State team did well. The Dayton team did well. I know the aircraft team won, and then I think last year it was like the money team or something that had a bunch of really good comebacks and a good like small forward. That yeah, the Syracuse was. team always does well as as well, uh, but like these are good teams. This is good basketball. It, it's sometimes maybe a little unorganized because these teams aren't playing together a lot. Roush and they have to come together relatively quickly. And again, they may only play one game. They may end up playing like four or five or six, but uh, so sometimes it can get a little sloppy, but these are good basketball players. And you, I think the UK team learned firsthand. You can't just bring back either good to average college UK players that haven't really been keeping up with basketball over the years, or if they have at a very minimal level, like Perry Stevenson was on that team. No, no offense to Perry Stevenson, but like these are, the good teams in the TBT are dudes that are playing basketball generally all over with maybe one or two exceptions. And the UL team, I think is just what, what they had mostly built was I thought pretty average, like a, a team that really wasn't going to do that well, but adding Russ Smith will give them a chance in any game. Cause he's just such an electric score. He will be awesome. Yeah. The UL team he can get hot good. and just go nuts because of him. Uh, they added one of my favorite U of L players of all time, uh, Chinanu Anawaku, the underhand free throw guy. Do you remember him? Is he still doing that? Oh man. No, I don't know <laughs> if he's still doing the other hand free throws, but he really was one of my favorite U of L players of all time in part because of the other hand underhand free throws, but he was just, he was good. He didn't seem selfish. And he was, he was the type of dude that I wanted at Kentucky and he was playing at U of L and that stunk. But I also thought the underhand free throw part was kind of fun. A little cute, if you will. Like, he knew that he stunk at free throws, so he was willing to do whatever it took to be better at it, even if people made fun of him for it. And gosh, did he get it on the road at opposing fan bases. And there'd even be, like, giggles in the crowd at the Yum Center when he was at home doing it. And he probably knew that it was somewhat goofy doing that, but if it helped his team win, if it helped get a point on the board, he was willing to do it. So I always liked Chinanu Anawaku. I was a big fan of his at UofL. Never really amounted to a pro career. I'm wondering if uh, I love that the picture they have on the TBT website is him shooting an overhand free throw. It's like, come on, yeah, what are we doing here? You know, give the people <laughs> what they want. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm wondering Wayne Blackshear's on this team. Uh, what do we? 
Do you think he's going to be him and Shane Behannon? I'm very curious. I I, do, I would have very low expectations of Shane Behannon, but as much I, I I just always empathize with Shane Behannon because I I felt like he was just immature and not ready for it, but a good ball player. Um, don't I wouldn't have high expectations for him, but I can see Blackshear staying in good shape and being a a decent TBT player. Of course, I haven't seen these guys play basketball in 10 years, so I'm, I'm going to talk about them like I'm somewhat expert. But guys like Shane Behannon and Blackshear are not TBT material. And what I mean by that is, like, TBT is a ton of, like, hustle, heart, you know, going the extra mile. Because, again, the game can get sloppy. So it's like, which team's in better shape and wants it more? I can just imagine – I can just see Shane Behannon – slowly lugging up the court, not caring. It's a, it is a pickup basketball game to him. And then Blackshear in a similar mold as well. Uh, but if their heart's into it, I, 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 what I've, from what I've heard, it's people are happy that Shane Bahannon's doing basketball, getting getting back and playing yeah, some yeah. basketball instead of doing some other stuff. Uh, I have no idea right. what Wayne Blackshear's been up to. I have no idea what either one's been up to. Just That's the old But I, I could see Blackshear being like a uh... – pickup game like those games that at mid-america where the, it's high level basketball i could i could see blackshear being really, like staying in great shape and being really good in those games um what the hell is uh is luke hancock doing why is it he 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 should be in this he's probably he too not good? like mr no, he's pro- broadcaster i think he's probably not good enough and he realizes that and there's nothing wrong with that it's high level basketball i yeah I but he, he i don't the, do you trust has, Dylan Avare to be your shooter, though? Like they need, they need some, they need somebody to stay in the corner and hit like three threes, like that. Uh, the dude from Marshall, Russ Smith is going to be the scorer. I, I still think, say it selfishly, of course. I, I wish they would have added like a couple of good UK guys that that would be out there. Like, I, you know, what's James Young, James Young up to? You imagine he or Deron Lamb. Deron Lamb, Deron Lamb he's, would, he's in shape, but oh yeah, just from a shooting standpoint. Yeah, I mean, what do we think, Deron? How in, how out of shape do we think Deron Lamb is right now? Do you now? think he still doesn't sleep? Has he? Has this guy been awake for over ten years? He's team no sleep. I think it's the opposite. I think his team sleeps too much. <laughs> wow, what a what a what a what a turn! That's a M. Night Shyamalan like quote. <laughs> the guy who used to, he's got, you, you, you'll hear some of these stories from time to time about the 2012 team, but like supposedly UK basketball players to one another are relatively ruthless in the hazing department. I guess you'd probably classify it in the hazing department. Like supposedly Carl Anthony Towns, a couple years after that 2012 team, just got like, joked on and pranked on for 12 months it was like from start to finish uh there's a story there's a i don't i don't have the we don't have the time for it but there was there was a funny yeah, we got time well the the story was when they went to john calipari's hall of fame induction like this isn't really fun you know i don't i don't know really what to make of this story i mean it's just it's an interesting story supposedly they they had a private jet and some players were on the private jet with Cal, including DeMarcus Cousins and Carl Anthony Towns. And and maybe this wasn't necessarily on the plane, but I guess like Carl Anthony Towns introduced himself to DeMarcus Cousins. They had known each other, but like just their their first acknowledgement of like, 
hey, you know, good to see you. And I, I think like Carl Anthony Towns just was like, hey, I'm Carl Anthony Towns or something like that. Like he fully introduced his name. And supposedly DeMarcus Cousins just like slapped him in the face. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, and like, and supposedly it was under like the. DeMarcus Cousins was trying to toughen him up. He had been told that he needed to toughen him up, but he he had made some line like, "Don't introduce your full name, you goofy," and you know some some words. Yeah. And just gave him a good old smack across the face, and Carl was just like, "Oh, golly, that that hurt." Yeah. Like, well, he, was, he didn't know. He was like totally. He supposedly just like stood there, just like for thirty seconds, like what just happened? Are we fighting, or was this like loving, or? But supposedly that was in the indication of his entire time at UK. He he kind of got ripped on, supposedly. Yeah, well, I, that's because he's kind of a nerd. And he he, he does have a G-golly kind of uh, naivete about him. And he, I, I don't think it's incorrect to say that he needed a little bit of, I don't know if tough love is the right word, but right, you know, like, and that, that also, like, nothing... I, I don't think anybody listening to you share that was like, I don't know if I believe that. It's like, no, because that's the kind of person Boogie is. Boogie's kind of Joe cool. Uh, I don't want to say he's a bully, but like kind of this in seems, a way. This you know? bully-esque for sure. Yeah. I mean, but like just, in a good, imagine like seeing somebody it, it was, that <laughs> Go ahead. Like I, I just think like, you know, we have that drop of me talking about how bullying is actually good for people. But there is something too, I think, a little bit of uh, – that like like in this instance where he probably needed somebody a little bit older than him to just kind of uh you know rough him up around the edges a little bit like it's 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 all in uh out of love it comes from a place of love probably so but like the equivalent would be during derby week you know we see a lot of people that we're familiar with but we don't talk to all the time just imagine if like jude redfield came up and was like hey and you were like i'm nick roush and then he just slapped you in the face and was like don't you don't introduce yourself that goofy way to me okay buddy oh, like man. you, you, you were probably gonna fight jude Slap redfield, me, jude redfield. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably fighting if he does that but um how did we even get on all this uh tbt old players there we go there we go yeah. talking about the tvt yeah get to marcus cousins if he's playing basketball in like puerto rican he's leagues in... which by the way uh, like i know it's kind of kind of a joke but watching dwight howard just make a bunch of money in taiwan and then like bust balls on the internet <laughs> like like hey guys who choked in the playoffs come join me it's a great time like that that sounds like so much fun being uh, too washed to play in the NBA, but you're still a recognizable face and you get paid a ton internationally. What a way to end a career, right? Like I, I know for a while there was a lot of, uh, uh, there was some sort of stigma around playing international ball, but I, there should not be like going out there and making a ton of money. Um, good for you. Good for you guys. And hell Darius Miller, he found a way to turn, uh, being good in Germany, winning the German championship into, going to the NBA and getting a second round of it. So shout out to those guys who uh, may not, may not still have their fastball, but are still uh, making money in, in front of crowds uh, elsewhere. Yeah. I wish the U of L TBT team would add a couple UK guys. I think you would garner a lot of the UK interest in Louisville and make it more likely that they come out, but they're doing their own U of L thing. And like we've said, they put together a pretty solid team. 
weirdly enough, all this started when I was talking holidays because I wanted to do the Park Mammoth 4th of July read, which is 4th of July, Park <laughs> Mammoth. Shotgun start, four-person oh. scramble, 9 a.m. It'd probably be done around 1-ish, and uh, it's $80 per person. One of the nicest courses in town. Celebrate America's birthday on the links. Go out there and win. It's uh, They're giving away prizes, longest drives, closest to the pin. You've been a part of a fun scramble. This is going to be a fun scramble. You can call 270-544-7200. 270-544-7200. There's also an email that looks like the longest email I've ever seen in my life. And it's really blurry. Um, it's H-M-A-D-R-I-L at parkmammothgolfclub.com. So short, simple, easy to remember. <laughs> H-M-A-D-R-I-L. It would be nice, though. You get, a, get an early morning chicken scramble on 4th of July, kick things off. And I yep, believe 80 4th of July is on uh, Monday this year. Uh, I think I'm it's on the fourth. Not, not sure. It's a Tuesday. Well, especially Tuesday, you might have to go back to work on Wednesday, and uh, oh, yeah, you don't want that wanna... stinks. Yeah. So, but this is good though. You get your uh, you get your uh, festivities over with in the morning. Maybe go to bed early. Be real nice, car. Real yeah. Nice. Maybe not do fireworks in Linden till three a.m. Maybe this year. That'd be nice. Oh man, I've got a bachelor party that I'm leaving for the next day. Whew, it's going to be a good time. You're leaving for a bachelor party on the 5th? Yep. Very excited. So we kind of... Uh, it's a whole week off. The, you know that. Well planned. By yeah, I know. Did that. Yeah. Oh, it was me. I'm the best man. So yeah, shout out me. Did a great job. My, my, the guy who's getting married works at Ford and that's like he has their... They have their two-week shutdown. So we kind of have to take it then, but didn't want to get the 4th of July crowd. So we're going the second half of that week. It's I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. That's going to be interesting for people that are that that work, you know, the office lifestyle. You going in that Monday and then taking off Tuesday, and you'll be back Wednesday. Yeah, right. Well, An extra day is getting I, taken I, off somewhere in that. I I would think that a lot of people just like I think it's just going to be a four day weekend, right? Where they're just going to observe it on. I I don't know how that works, but I feel like most is just is just a four day weekend. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the play, is you're off Monday. And in which case, that's actually ideal if you can do that. And But you probably do have to get back to back to the office on, on Wednesday, which is never fun. But four-day weekend, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, but go on and, and spend it at Park Mammoth. It will be a blast out there. And again, that number is 270-544-7200. Uh, they're going to have a good crowd out there for that. And it's one of the nicest courses in town. It's on the Big Exports Radio Golf Card. If you're interested in that, great for Father's Day. You can play at Park Mammoth. You can play at some of the nicest courses in the area. For under $25 a round, you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com to get your golf card there. Supply is limited, 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 limited. Our text have line you, is unlimited. Uh, Yes, it is. We're going to get to that, but I did want it. one quick. Have you have you seen the graphic wars that we've got going in the SEC right now? I saw a little bit you of know, it. I, a little bit of it. It it started with something very funny with just a Bucky's like recruiting graphic 
from Auburn where it said the only SEC school with uh, a Bucky's. And then I've seen one, like Lane Kiffins was very funny because he tweeted one out that was very similar. And it was like, Oh miss the only Chevron with chicken on a stick. Now I've seen that Georgia's got one where it's like the only school with the little SEC school with the little Sicily pizza. I'm like, okay, just, just chill out, Georgia. Like you're, you don't need to get in on the joke. Uh, Lane Kiffin did it. It was funny, but like, Georgia, you also don't need any help recruiting. Like, suck it. What would UKs be? <sighs> the only SEC school with a basketball school. That's horrible. <laughs> and then, and then everybody would get all worked up about it. But we can do better. We can do better uh, than that. I would think uh, you do like Keeneland, of course. Skyline, Skyline would probably be it. Keeneland Burgoo. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I think Skyline would be the one because it's such a weird. I know like you don't like it or whatever, but for, for it, it's one of those very passionate cult following things that like the Internet would get very strong takes about. So if they wanted the Internet to get fired up, they can get a Skyline chili at Kroger Field. Like the only stadium with a Skyline chili in it. Kind of like yeah, it's, uh, it's the a little too it's a little too Cincinnati oriented for me. Well, suck it, Cincinnati. Have you seen this dude that plays for the bats? That's awesome. Like hitting home runs over the scoreboard and stuff. I bet Scooch could tell us more about this player. <laughs> Which one? I mean, there's yeah. like the bats lineup right now is so disgusting. I mean, they're they are tearing it up. You're probably talking about Ellie De La Cruz uh, though. Yes, Ellie De La Cruz. He had a 500-foot home run over a scoreboard last night. He um, is the number one prospect in baseball. Fun fact. That's actually why I had to text Nick. I was like, so is this um, – so this is why you're coming to Pats games. He's like, yeah, he's a freaking stud. Uh, and the reason why – I figured out the reason why he's not with the Reds now. It's so they can keep him on his rookie deal longer. Um. They have things where if you if you spend a percentage amount of your season in Triple A, then technically his first year doesn't start. So they're just go, they're just basically keeping him in the bats for a couple more weeks before um, you basically get that automatic year tagged on to the end of that rookie contract. So uh, we've we've got some time. You've only got a little bit longer where he's going to be in Louisville. So I'm going to try to get out there and watch him next week. They have. Uh, they have two dollar night next Tuesday, so uh, they'll be back home on Tuesday and for homestay next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get out and go see Ellie De La Cruz. I got to see Raldis Chapman pitch for the bats uh, back in the day, TJ, and that was a ton of fun. So that I think it's gonna be worth seeing Ellie De La Cruz in person. Yeah, they're they're getting good crowds out there. You want a bat fact? Yeah, love a love a good bat fact. Bats normally fly at night. Wow. No, I've actually got a real one. That's, that's high that's, quality. That is like mind blowing when you're going to hear this. With Louisville's okay. win yesterday, the bats are over 500 for the first time since July 27th, 2016. Whoa. Oh my God. That's like, a bad like fact. Just over 500, period? Over 500 for the first time since 2016. That is that is wild. 
I mean, you would think Seven that at least one of those years they might have won the opening series of the season, you know? <laughs> or just game That's one. Yeah, like, holy crap. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. When I saw that, I knew, you, I knew you'd like that bat fact. I just had to throw in a, a funny fake bat fact to throw you off the scent. But that's uh, that's incredible. I thought they went to the oh, playoffs. That is one incredible. Year. Like they, 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 they won. I mean, they won in two thousand one. I don't know if it was those years, but they they went to the playoffs Jesus. at one point because everybody made a big deal because it was the first time they'd been to the playoffs in a long time. But maybe that was like twenty fifteen. Maybe it was. Maybe it wouldn't have been twenty. That's 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 what almost hard to believe that it's actually accurate. But it came from the bats themselves, so they wouldn't lie. That's a pretty embarrassing thing to lie about. So embarrassing, though, it's somewhat impressive because you're right. Yeah. You'd walk into 500 <laughs> in like the first two weeks of the season most of the time. Okay, we need to take our last break. And we'll get to the text line when we, we always we always do this. We end up having to rush the text line. So be it though. It's been a fun show. And we hope that you there, there's good text here. We got to come back with mooks and uh, uh-huh. and then we've got some other fun stuff. The people want a Trevor and Scoot show. Oh yeah, and I I want it. I want it as well. We'll come back. We'll get to all this. This is KRC on the Big X. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back. One final segment before the long weekend. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. Replay of the show, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, got a nice message from my aunt, who is courageously battling cancer. Says she listens to our show. Uh, in the morning, and it puts a smile on our face. Uh, you put a smile on our entire family's faces. You're an inspiration for so many. So thank you so much for the nice message. Um, feels good that we do that. We're just goofing around every morning. But uh, she she's the best. It was nice of her to say that. But you're an inspiration for everybody. So the fact that I could that we can make you laugh uh, that feels good. That, that's 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 a nice compliment. So thank you for that. And. Cancer stinks. I think that's yeah, something. Give we can cancer all a swift kick in the ass for us, please. Just she is right She's in the rear that. end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But thank you. Uh, very nice message. Great to read that during the commercial break. Uh, we got a lot of text to get to. Roush, you're right. Uh, there's a couple other little things. What do you want to do first? Text. Yeah, yeah. Let's do some text because I, I I think Mook brings up uh, a good point. Um, in his text message where he brings up some legitimate concerns uh, about the Kentucky football team. I need you to talk me out of my worry. Our offense is riddled with injury-prone folks across the board. Leary missed a season. Uh, Actually, he missed two. Ford missed significant time. Horsey missed time. I don't really remember Horsey missing time. Um, I, I, I don't remember that at all. Christian missed time. Who's Christian? 
Maybe Marcus Cox missed some time on the line. I don't. I don't know. Um, running back, all those dudes have missed a lot of time, which is correct. Uh, wide receiver, only group rather unscathed, but it's pretty thin. I disagree. It's just an experience. Tight end, a lot of guys have lingering issues that cause them to miss spring ball. Uh, three actually were sub on then. I don't want to be too negative, but key positions either have injuries or they are thin. All right, so tight end, Mook, like they just get hurt. Like it, whether they're breaking fingers, like Bates, you get a shoulder. Like, that's why you have a bunch of them. Uh, I doubt you'll have three of your your top three out at all at once. Um, you know, hopefully they're staggered a little bit better. Uh, running back, I would say the same thing. I mean, you have six guys in there that you feel like you can play in some capacity. So if they get hurt, like, there's other guys to step up. Uh, offensive line, they're, they're more valid because you want your best guys out there. Um, and if they're not out there, then your quarterback, the one you need out there, um, can get hurt. So I, I think that's where they're most legitimate, Mook. I, you know, like a lot of these, I mean, inside linebacker, like people, people get like, it's part of football, right? Like that just happens. Um, but at least now, like the, what and I were talking about it yesterday on the O-line. If somebody does get hurt, you're not going. You're, you're not going to be happy with that. Um, you know, like if Marcus Cox goes out, but like they have legitimate options that they went out and got in the portal. They have legitimate options that might be young and inexperienced, but like it's not just some built-in excuse, right? Like you're going to dip down, but like you have, oh, oh, you've got to play a former All American, high school All American, and Nick Hall if a guy gets hurt, right? Like that. I, I so I can't be too. Uh, like I, I'm not, it's not going to be the biggest excuse if, like, if this offense fails, it would be because the the big guy Leary got hurt. But outside of that, I'm not giving them a bunch of excuses. Leary's the only one that I think I would have some legitimate concerns about. And if that happens, that's going to be horrible. But how many teams can you say that if your starting quarterback that is expected to be very very good gets injured, yes, your season's going to change. You can say that about most college football teams. And I think, Mook, like that, that's what – <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Mook, most teams have people that are banged up, that are leaned on in important roles, and, and similar position stuff that that everybody deals with, not just Kentucky. Um, maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there's a little bit something more to just – quarterback has it all your running backs have had injuries before uh i don't think Ra- i think roush is right about the offensive line and then tight end this is a good thing or a bad thing i like the way liam cohen uses tight ends i i hope to see one become incredibly important to the offense but as it stands right now if one tight end were to get hurt who cares i mean like on to the next one it, you're not you're not relying on your tight end. It's not like Jacob Tammy's your tie, UK's tight end where he's an an integral part of the offense. Maybe that changes well, when the season starts, and we and I, I will amend this take. But big whoop about tight end. Yeah, like I I, I want to see Jordan Dingle out there because I think he could be third or fourth leading receiver, and he's a nice dual threat kind of guy and I think Josh Caddis can really impact the running game as well as like those guys can impact the running game and even help Max protect but here's the other thing too TJ I just trust Liam Cohen to be smart enough that if one of these positions gets hurt like you can just change up your personnel grouping right like you you won't be able to go as heavy in short yarded situations but you know what you can do instead you can play multiple running backs and 
keep the defense on their heels that way in those short yarded situations and provide a little misdirection. You play more, uh, you know, 10, 11 personnel. Like you, you throw Dekel Crowdis out there with your other wide receivers. Like, so there's, there's enough players out there that I think can be quality contributors that if you just slightly change up your personnel packages, that it won't be at the end of the world. Now, that's not to say though, that if Barry on Brown gets hurt, if Dan key, like that's going to suck, but there's, there's really no way around that, you know? So I, I don't think I, – I, 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 I wouldn't have spent be anxious going into the season worrying about injuries because you could do that any season, Mook. Yeah, and the good news, Mook, about UK athletics is we don't – the injury bug doesn't bite in Lexington. We never have to worry about never. injuries in either sport. It's always sunshine and rainbows. Uh, Texter says, mm. let's go get Tyler Burton, referring to the Richmond – transfer rich what i'm cool with that I'll, I'll take a tyler burden why not can any feeling uh, beat the feeling of your last day of school just knowing you're about to be free for the summer the definition of ultimate good vibes man i still there there was a driving to my i like i actually did the th- i actually walked i was like if i'm gonna Stick around college this long. I might as well walk. And driving to that graduation ceremony at Rupp, wearing schools out by Alice Cooper, like all time, all time vibe right there. Pull me, bro. All time vibe. Uh, along those same lines, the texture says, were the summers more fun and enjoyable when you were in grade school or high school? I would say grade school. You, you get an extra doses of responsibility in high school. I had jobs in the summer. Most summers, maybe not every summer, but most summers. Um, grade school, it was just, it was the best. It really, it I was would the even, best. I would specify it even more to like middle school because that was when you're just going to yeah. the neighbor friends and sw- pool parties, and riding bikes. And like it was every day you just woke up, you played some basketball, you got hot and sweaty. So you jumped in the pool, you ate, you did it all over again. There was no like maybe you cut grass once or twice a week, but you know high school you're you know I was doing sports a lot like you know in June, you know these leagues Matt Dennison's been doing these leagues from the Hoosier Report. I played in them and I we would play four or five times a week, sometimes two or three times a day. Um, You know there was there was there was a lot happening. Then you had like football workouts sprinkled in there as well. Um, So yeah, I would say that middle school's peak summertime. Yeah, every day just seemed like that scene in the Sandlot where it's like 4th of July and they're just running all throughout the town. Mm-hmm. The good old days. Scoots, did you get good grades in school? Better yet, were you the type to not let people cheat off your paper or were you a team player and made the paper as visible as possible for your classmates? Um, yeah, I did get good grades. I got all A's and B's in high school. And then in terms of the cheating, it was kind of a two-way street. Like There, there were some times where I would come in in the morning and be like, oh, crap, forgot homework. Did you do your homework? Copy their answers. And then it was vice versa. I was I was a pretty friendly guy in high school. Nice, nice. So you, uh, you, you know did, that's, you did that's a... cheat in high school? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And anyone who says they doesn't is full crap. I never cheated. No, you're full crap. <laughs> I could see TJ, Mr. Perfect Attendance, being too scared to like no, look off somebody you, else's paper. You, you are mis- you're mistaken. It was it was too easy to cheat to <laughs> not cheat. You know, 
you know, sometimes, I, the, it, sometimes, my, the che- sometimes the game of trying to get away with cheating, you spend more time on that than if you would have just actually studied. I, um, I had to get moved out of my chemistry room because it was the jig was up. He was like, I know everybody's just looking off your paper, Nick. You're, 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 you're taking the test in the hallway. We'll see how everybody else does now. <laughs> oh man. How'd everybody else do? Oh, horribly. I mean, the panic <laughs> in some of the guys' faces. Because, like, one of the guys was like, he was a fringe, like, always ineligible to, like, for football. And when he saw that I was leaving the room, it was just like, oh, God. And it was like the dumb chemistry class, too. Like, I, I was in all of the smart classes except for that one because I just I didn't. Wasn't my thing. I wasn't. I was like, all right, I'm I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need. And I, I like the teacher. So the the honors chemistry teacher was like, Nick, you need to be in this class. You need to be challenged. I was like, eh, do I? I'll just I'll just, I'll just stay here on Easy Street. And so like the fact that they couldn't figure out easy like balancing equations, it was that was a lot of fun because um, I just didn't have to do anything uh, to figure it out. And they they were like freaking out. Oh, good times. Good times. It's funny you say that because I think you, that probably would be the class I cheated in the most. Was like, what what class was it? It was uh, chemistry junior year. Yeah, what was like some of the other science? You phrases? do biology. Biology, biology was biology, one. Chemistry. I feel like there's one. Maybe more. like anatomy and phys. Did you do anatomy and physiology? Yeah, I feel like I did them all. And it, whatever class it was, those science classes is where you'd probably find me. The times that I would maybe fib or cheat it'd be in those classes i hate those classes i hated them still hate them to this day i hated doing science equations they were bad enough in math what the hell are we doing yeah and guess what i've never used a single one of those things period if you want to teach biology teach like the history of biology or just like get to know the the periodic table or something because that's the only thing the only reason you need that stuff is for useless bar trivia you don't use it in your everyday. I hated it then, and now I'm getting all worked up and triggered about it again. Hate it. Well, my chemistry teacher, he made a good point. He was like, I'm not teaching you chemistry because you're going to grow up to be a chemist. None of you are going to do that, but it does teach you to pay attention to detail. Um, so, like, I, you know, I can at least commend him for that. But you're right. Like, once chemistry made me realize, because, like, I could do the – you know, like biology, you get into like the anatomy of a cell. If you get any more molecular than that, I'm just, it loses me. But like, you know, f- figuring out how the earth works within each other, like, okay, I can, I can, I can be down for that. But once, like you said, you start integrating math into science, like, I'm out. I'm out. See ya. Don't so need out. Anymore. Protons, don't neutrons, don't care tons. Don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Don't want to nope, learn about don't, it. Don't don't need it in my I'd life. Rather, but I'd I did. Rather, I did like anatomy though, because like you figure out like, oh, so this is how the systems kind of work together. Like this is. But uh, you did. It's like I need to know how my body works. Uh, yes, that that's different than science math equations, though. Yes, I agree yes, with you on the anatomy different. bit. Uh, that was the worst. It and you're right. There probably is like that. Probably was the lesson in those classes. It's like doing things you don't want to do trying to figure things out that you don't know how to figure out. But, like, let me go do community service. I'd, I'd rather do that than have to take ever another science class. So happy I'm done with that part of my life. Uh, we missed one text that just said, how about the heat? We talked about that at the beginning of the show a little bit. So, uh, what do we – are we – are they going to blow it in game six? 
The Celtics have been money in game six. I think the Heat take care of business, though. Same. I think you get a ginormous Jimmy Butler game. But that is the scary thing yeah. for the Heat. Like, if he's just, like, slightly off, you're not probably going to win. Right. Where right. you've had yeah, several I'm... games for the Celtics that Jason Tatum has not, not been good. And they've been, well, they normally lose those games, too. But they've they've won some when he hasn't been great. I don't know who tweeted this out that I saw either this morning or late last night, but um, it felt like the the Lakers and Nuggets were very close, and that ended a sweep. And then this one, it, it doesn't feel close at all, and we might go to Game Seven in like very undramatic fashion. So, I I, I just what, Scoots, what are the odds for the Nuggets to win the finals right now? Uh, let me look. It got to be just. Yeah, because I, I that that they're 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 going to beat either one of these two teams rather convincingly. I think it, you just trying to pick which game they do it in would be the, uh, you know, where the money is at. Like the, right, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, uh, Texter says, if you could go back to one particular grade in school, which grade would that be, and why? Huh. Mine would be first grade, junior year of high school. You start like every, you know, people are driving, you know, I'm playing varsity sports. I got hurt that year. That year sucked though. Like from that perspective. Well, you can redo it. Like going into the summer. Yeah. I I think if take out the injury junior year is pretty, I feel like that's a good time. Everybody's driving at the first time you get a little bit of independence. You're, you're playing varsity. A lot of fun. By the way, Roush, the nuggets are minus one eighty. To win the finals. But my answer for this question, first grade, no question, because I was a little cutie and all the girls liked me. <laughs> Junior year popped out like minus as one. well, and seventh grade also were the two that initially popped out. Yeah, That, that seventh grade going into eighth grade summer was a blast. Um, a lot uh, of fun. Summer Texter. summer 05, still remember the, the first song on my burnt CD, Pimping All Over the World? Oh. Man, what a banger. Dance oh, cars, women just... in the caviar. Just play that by the pool. Do a can, do a little can opener. Show off for the babes. I think we met at the right time in life, and I'm happy about that, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> My wife does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good TGIF morning, everyone. Yes, Sir Boston is going crazy again. However, I do believe the party may stop in Miami. I agree with the crew and Justin that these upcoming basketball cats are true freshmen and lead teams of the past we grew accustomed to, and I'm so excited. I believe we'll add two or three more players, and we will be number nine bound. Tell me, which basketball game is better to play, around the world or knockout? I enjoy both, but around the world can get fun, especially if you chance your shots on a miss. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. Uh, John, you missed, you, you missed one there. Horse, just good old fashioned horse is the best basketball game. Mm, I don't think well, they compete if, with if the you other have to two. Pick these two. If you have to just pick these two, though, like I like around the world as a adult because um, I also don't have to, you know, exert myself at the time. I'm not like sweating. We the, when we first moved into, like we we had our housewarming party, first big party, first home buying experience. Got a basketball court, and we're playing like we're drunk, playing knockout at one a.m., just sweating all over each other. That was a that was fun, but also like, yeah, you know, do I want to get that hot and sweaty? Do I want to exert myself that much? I don't know, but there is a thrill in that. Gosh, that's that's a good question, John. I like that. 
won a game of horse last night. No big deal. Felt good. Mm. Always fun. A text very much says, looking forward to when uh, I can whoop Duke in those games. It'll probably be sooner than you think. A texter says, my wife of 24 years had her first experience with KRC yesterday during trivia. After much heartfelt conversation, we both have Scooter Dingus game show host as our new cheat. <laughs> At last, with his inability to seal the deal, I do not see a love triangle coming to fruition. Scooter! <laughs> That's great. It's text. a compliment. It's that's the best backhanded compliment I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Scoots, I love you. Missed opportunity. You should have talked in radio voice. Your first words there. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Thanks for texting in, Texter. <laughs> there. there it is. That's awesome. John here again. Yes, the Justin and Trevor show would be awesome. I'm all your ears. Well, got to go talk to you later. Yeah, you all. I would. I would. That would be awesome listening. I think. I don't think you all could do it for more than a day. You all could. Obviously, no shot. Would, no shot. To, but one day of it would be great. Best Father's Day you can do is Thirsty Thursday at the track without the kids. Sunday is whatever. Seriously, and that's um, that. Ooh, that that it's uh last day of school with kids for Brooke next Thursday. So uh that's that's on the docket. That's on the docket. Yes, Scoots, do the show after Father's Day. It'll be great summer radio. Have fun this weekend, guys, and be safe. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. You have fun this weekend and you also be safe. And we're all in on Scoots Trevor doing a show on the Monday after Father's Day. I Scoots would do it if we convinced him. Yeah, he's, good, but, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's but, a good guy. I don't know about Trevor. Yeah, but that kind of backfired on me. I was I was offering that so I'd get a Monday off, and then now it's turning into me and Trevor doing a show. <laughs> well, when it's Hoosier Dingus Day, you can take off. Hey, okay, deal. <laughs> Did you see that they're changing the signs in Indiana? By the way, to what? You're no longer the crossroads of America. What? Oh, yeah. no. What are we now? It? I'm it's sure like, it's it's probably something with Abe Lincoln. No, it's like you can Lincoln be in Indiana. Like it's something about like they're playing on I N like in Indiana. It's something stupid. Oh my gosh! I, I'll, I'll get you the details. Uh, read maybe read some text while I pull it up. Sounds good. Okay, I'll do that. Um, if we were doing unique campus restaurants, UK would probably be the Tally Ho School. Yeah, but Tally Ho isn't what it used to be. Like that's not a. I feel like kids on campus now would eat more Mad Mush than they would Tally Ho. Because it's just not the, it's not right there on limestone where everybody goes and hangs after a night of drinking. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what it would be. You missed one, Roush. Really this don't. this text is opposite of all the others. A Scoots Trevor show would be must not listen to radio. Yeah, right. <laughs> the texture's full of it. Oh, okay, man. so they are changing yeah. the signs. They haven't done it on like the bridges in Louisville going across, but I think it. Uh, I don't see the completed sign, but I think it says more to do in Indiana. Jeez, that's lame. Oh, it's horrible. And they changed yeah. the colors, too. It's not like a blue background with the red state. Now it's like a navy blue background. Mm, hate it. And you only, Yeah, it, you're not going to like <sighs> it, buddy. Another texter very, says... Very on brand. What Did you all read Kirby's text? Do we, uh, read we haven't read text? Luke's text. The concern... Okay. Tied in is that we need max protection on Leary. We have protection injuries. To other groups risk the injury. Leary getting hurt. I, I, Mook, I still don't think we're going to be max protecting a ton. Like they might, but and also like that would you would need 
three guys to get hurt at that position to really start worrying about their inability to block there. That's a lot of injuries. Kirby says, more applicable to the real world, study for five hours and take a test or be creative and find a better solution that's more time efficient. <laughs> that's a great text. Good point. <laughs> that's a good point, Kirby. That's a good point. I like the I way used, you Our friend that. Haley Minogue, she, she used to say in college, like, I only procrastinate so I can prepare myself to operate on a deadline, which, you know, not a bad, not a bad line of thinking. When we asked our geometry teacher why we would ever need to learn it, she said police officers need to use it to figure out who is at fault in a wreck. That was her only sell. This was her only selling point. <laughs> That's a Which, bad speaking one. of, we got we've got some uh, good news on Officer Nicholas Wilt, who was shot in that uh, shooting downtown. Seems to be recovering, responding to questions. So love to hear that news, and uh, we'd love to hear uh, to see you all have a safe. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, a salute to all those who served and uh, fell for serving our country. Uh, this one's for you. We're so happy that we get to enjoy barbecue and a little extra vacation time, all because of the sacrifices others made for this great nation. Well said. I retweet that sentiment. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Roll Call. Justin Caleb. Walk it out. Walk it Walk it out. Walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out.